Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Last, and I said, I believe it was Nate, 
He said, well, you're preaching Sunday. I said, well, Pastor, what about you? I, I feel like I haven't heard you a lot, you know, except for, of course, Friday Night Fire. And he's like, well, I preached last Sunday. And I preached last Sunday before. He said, good point. And I, I said, I just love, I love listening to my pastor. Amen. Amen. I can't get enough. I love the weekends as well. The weekends, uh, for most of us, uh, we, we work hard, we, we work all week long, and we look forward to the weekends. Can I get an amen from somebody? Amen. <laughs> it's the time when you can relax, you can clean the house, go on an adventure, go out of town, and just enjoy the time without having to worry about working. I know that our Saturdays are always full of excitement, and I wouldn't have it any other way, but one of my most favorite memories, one of my most favorite things about the weekend is Sunday. And when I said the most favorite memory I have is because I remember when Azzy was a little bit, a little, a little time, about two years old, about the age of Levi, and I remember on Saturdays we would just get so excited for Sunday. We would, we would say, man, church, I can't wait to go to church. And I remember looking at him one day and I said, Azzy, do you know what tomorrow is going to be? He said, I don't know what. And I said, it's Sunday. That means we're going to church. And he said, yay, church, dance, dance, dance all night. <laughs> that was like his favorite thing in the world. He's like, dance, dance, all night. It's cute. One of my favorite memories. It's amazing to me. That David said, I was glad when I got to church and they started singing the third song that really moved my heart. That's not what David said. He said, I was glad when they said. It was just the thought of church. It was the idea of church that got him glad. It was talking about church that made him extremely glad. It must have been a church where happy things were happening. Must have been a church where exciting things were happening. Must have been a church where healings and signs and wonders were happening where he was going. Hey, you can hear me. On Sunday, when Sunday comes, we all get excited. We get dressed up and we try to make it here on time for practice and youth and, and, and all that stuff that we do. And so there really is no other day like Sunday. Can I get an amen? Sometimes it can be hectic. But I wouldn't trade today for any other day. To me, it's really the best day of the week. I really love the excitement of what God can do on this day in this place when the people of God gather together in worship and in praise. It gets me excited to see what God is going to do. So here we are in this house, in this building, in this church, and many of us, in fact, all of us here in this building, Know what it's like to move from building to building, place to place. We know what it's like, and so we are excited to be here in this building in our new home. There's steel and spray foam, and there's some drywall and a whole lot of uh, uh, stuff holding it together. But while it has been constructed in the same manner, as other buildings. It's not like other buildings. As a matter of fact, its purpose today is totally 
different. While this building is listed as a commercial building, our mission is not making money. It's mere, more than physical services that we offer. And I'm thankful we bless uh, our community, but it's more than just being an asset to our community. But it has been placed aside, a building that we have dedicated to the use of God, for the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here it is. We use this place for the glory of God to alter people's eternities, souls. So you can walk into this building and you can feel the glory of God. And hear me, I'm not degrading. You can, you can, you can get prayer outside of this building just like Nate and Denise who got the Holy Ghost outside of this building. But let me tell you, it's this building that we gather together in worship and in praise and it's because of the specificity of this building that we built of our mind that you can walk on your way to the gates of hell but you can walk out of here on your way to heaven you can walk you didn't hear me we dedicated this building so that sinners can walk up in here and they can feel the presence of God they can see people who have been changed by the glory of God and so that way they can say it's for me it's for me That's the purpose of this building. And today, I am thankful and blessed today for a building that was constructed in honor of a saving message. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God, the Lord is. <laughs> I'm thankful that we have a tank that we can roll out and fill up with water so that we, we may baptize somebody with the, in the precious name of Jesus and we can watch them be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I'm thankful for a building that always has the oil ready that when you need healing in your body, when you have a situation that needs to be touched, you have a pastor and you have ministers in this building that will grab the oil and they will anoint your head and they will pray for you and sicknesses go and deaf ears are stopped and lives are changed. Come on, is anybody else excited for what God can do in this building? I'm thankful for this place. <laughs> Purpose can be found here. Life can be found here. Deliverance can take place here in this building today. And now while we stand, or now we understand that this is but earthly materials, we respect and we honor this place. It's why we don't get offended when we ask you to take your hat off in coming into the sanctuary because it's, to our belief, a holy place. We don't get offended when we ask you just to bring water. When we get into that sanctuary, we're, we're going to say no coffee, no nothing. It, it, we do it here because it's our fellowship right now. But it's just going to be water. And you should not get offended if you can't take your mocha latte up in that building. Uh, it's why we ask 
that you would please turn off your cell phones in this place. There's nothing wrong with all of that, but we reverence the house of God. And why do we do this? Because we are instilling in us a sense of awe. A sense of awe because it needs to be there. A sense of holy reverence that when we walk into this place, there's got to be something awesome. Right. That's right. It's not like any other building. It's not like any other place. This, this, this place, this building, this area, we worship That's right. God. Mark chapter 11, verse 15 through 17 says this. And they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the, the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. And he thought, saying unto them, Is it not written, My house shall be called of all nations, the house of prayer. But you have made it into a den of thieves. A house of prayer. The word prayer here means to worship or to be in awe of. He says, my house, where I dwell, where I come, is supposed to be a house where we stand in wonder, right. where we stand in the majesty of God, at the might and the power of God. But the church has now changed it. It has changed its purpose into something that benefits them and does not benefit God. God had a major problem with people that came to church just for their own benefit. When they started saying, well, church, how does this benefit me? <laughs> That's never the question that we should ask. The house of God was not built for my benefit. It was built for his benefit. That's right. <laughs> I know that something that you hear everywhere because it's a controversial statement, especially in a generation of people that church shop saying, well, the music is good, but I don't really like the pastor. <laughs> or I like the preaching, but the music is just too loud. <laughs> or, well, what kind of programs do you offer for my children and me? Me, 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 what can you offer me? But the question is not what can the church do for me, it's what can I do for the church. <laughs> the question is not how does God service me, the question is how can I be of service to God. For thy pleasure was I created, I was created for his pleasure. Can I get that? And amen, if you were created in the image of God, you were created for his Good. And so they changed it. And now where you, you can change, you can turn your Roman money into temple money. And they turned it into a commercial area where sacrifices were sold. And Walmart 
of sorts. A warehouse where you could walk in and you could bring what you had. But it was not good enough because you, you could buy ours. If, you're, if, you're, if your sacrifice wasn't good, if they had a spot or a blemish, you could just go ahead and buy one of our sacrifices. Animals would leave their, 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 their droppings and horses and donkeys and sheep doves with soiled on hollow grounds uh, and courts of the, uh, uh, of the sacred place because men felt it too inconvenient to set up shop down the street. So we will make it convenient. The, this glorious place that was built for Jehovah was turned into a flea market for the enrichment of wealthy vendors. And I know this because the story, because it, it has been preached, or maybe you've heard it, but the story of the woman who's caught up in an adulterous act. Remember, they brought her to Jesus, and they threw her down. And John chapter 8, verse 2 says, And early in the morning he came again into the temple. Listen, where is he? He's in the temple. And all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. So Jesus is in the temple, and they bring to him this woman who they have trapped in adultery. They've got witnesses, and, and they say, you know the law, and we are to stone her to death. But what do you say, Jesus? And do any of you remember what Jesus did? The Bible says that he didn't answer a word, but he began to write. In the dust and in the sand right. of where he was standing. Church, he was in the temple. He was in a place where God was supposed to be there. And yet the ground was not taken care of. It was not swept. It was not keeping clean. It was dusty. It was dirty. And all this stuff. It was a place to have worship. And I'm so thankful for Raymond and Sydney. They clean the church. But it should be all of us who are invested in cleaning somehow this wonderful place that we call church. Let it never be that you can ride in the dust of GBPC. Never let it be that we get so caught up in what we're doing that we can't say, what can I do for the church? Never let it be so that we get caught up in doing our own thing and not saying, well, I've got to take care of the place and the house of God. Amen. So now Jerusalem has been conquered by Rome. And however, it was that the Romans, uh, they defiled the temple, but it was the Jews. If the church ceases to be what God intends it to be, if we lose the glory and the power and the awe and the respect, it would not be the world's fault. It would be the church's fault. And I know that we are in a perverse generation. I know that we are living in a time where abortion is legalized. And they are saying now it's okay to kill babies almost up to when they could be born. I can tell you right now that that is not okay. And it's not going to get any better than this. But these are just the signs and the times. This is just how it's going to be until Jesus returns. But let me tell you, while the world may getting, be getting sicker and sicker and darker and darker, let it not be an excuse for the church to get sicker and sicker and darker and darker with it. I pray that this church 
Could you lift up your hands right now? Could you close your eyes and just hear what I'm trying to tell you? Everything else around this building, everything else in this world, it's getting darker. People have no hope. Young kids are committing suicide. They've got nowhere else to go. Let it never be that they cannot walk in this house and be changed and be delivered and be set free by the power of God. And while the people may not agree with our methods and our message, there should still be something about this church that leaves people in awe of it. <laughs> a place where they leave and they can say, well, I don't agree or I don't understand, but wow! These people can worship. These people pray. I remember when I first walked into the, uh, not this building, but the old building, and uh, I thought y'all were just insane. Because y'all were jumping. And I was used to catechism and Catholic where you do kind of jump, but really it's jump to your seat and get on your knees because you're going up like this and you're going sitting down. And it's like a workout for people. It truly is. And then uh, I went to a Mormon church and they didn't even move. And so I come into an apostolic Pentecostal realm and y'all are just jumping and shouting and praising and worshiping and doing all this stuff. It left me in wonder. It left me in awe. It left me with something that said, look, there's something different about this place. It should be a wonder, this place, the, the, what we do here. It should be amazing. It should be awesome to us and to those who watch from afar. There needs to be an awe factor in this church. We know the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Two people that the Bible says... In Acts chapter 5 and verse 3 through 4, it says, But Peter said, Ananias, uh, why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the peace or the price of the land? Well, while it remains, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why thou hast conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. We understand that they have stolen it. But Peter says, we know you have not lied unto men, but unto God. But look what happens here. A, a, a low point in the church, a time of judgment. Uh, uh, and it's being poured out on this family. And Acts chapter 5 verse 11 says, And great fear came upon the church, and upon as many as heard these things. What happened, Brother CJ? What happened in those moments is after there was a time of punishment. There came a time of reverence. The word fear here means reverence. It means respect. It means awe. They went, whoa, wow, oh my word. This God, he is not an ordinary God. This is not just a religion. This isn't just some church. The mindset of the people became one of We are, are not just in church for a couple hours to hear some sermon. It's not just some Pentecostal clapping my hands and going home and eating. No, when they were in awe, when they were in reverence and respect, came, guess what happened? In verse 12, it said, by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. 
them and believers were more added unto the church unto the Lord multitudes both men and women in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches that they least the shadow of Peter would pass by them and heal them overshadow them they came also a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem bringing sick folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one of them I don't think you all are hearing me today when the respect and the awe came in the church people all around the church began to say we've got to take our sick we've got to take our disease we've got to take our broken hearts we've got to take our needs to that place where peter and john and the apostles they meet because why there's healings there's signs and there's wonders happening in that place and i need to be healed of my sickness I need to be delivered of my disease. I need these chains of bondage of my life. And I'm going to go to a place that happens at. I want to tell you today that there is a revival that can be had. Healings. Why are we having healings and miracles like we should be having? That's a question that so many people ask all the time. Why, why don't we see the healings of all these blinded eyes and, and, and deaf ears in Bangladesh and in this country? Why aren't they happening here? I'll tell you why. Because the fear of the Lord, the awe factor, has been lost in many churches. It is a church now that the world comes to and says, well, how does this benefit me? But can I tell you, if we could reverse the reverence or revive the reverence if we could revive the awe that we would walk into this building every Sunday and then when our feet would cross the threshold of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church or even before we ever come to this place on Saturdays our kids would be being prepped for the most awesome day of the week the most glorious time that they could spend their entire week uh, saying, I just can't wait to get to church. I just can't wait till Sunday comes uh, and I get to go to church. I just can't wait uh, to get to church. I cannot wait to see what God is going to do today. So you know what? Son, get your best shoes on. You know what, daughter? Get that pretty dress on. Get your hair done. We are going to the house of the Lord. You go ahead and get ready because today is the day that the Lord has made. Is 
awe of God's miracles happen. When we stand in reverence of God, the supernatural begins to happen. I'm not so concerned with the talent of this church. We've got talented people. I believe that, in all honesty, I believe that we have the most talented people. Not only in this church, but in the Arizona district. We have a strong sense of and love for the things of God and standards and in holiness. But one thing that bothers me is that we deal with things of God with a sense of casualness. Right. Come on. That the ministry of God, the songs of God, the word of God, that sometimes singing can be more of a performance rather than praising. And that sometimes we can come to church to ease our conscience rather than to praise our Creator. That's right. Come on. We find a lawyer that came comes to Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. The Bible says that one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which of this is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto them, I wonder if I... Is this a memory verse? No. It's about, it's pretty much it. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus didn't say, you have to serve me. You have to worship me. No, Jesus said, you have to love me. And if you love me, you will serve me. And if you love me, you will worship me. And if you love me, you will be in awe of me. It's not that the people of God don't want to worship. It's because we really don't love God. Right. People. Who have a problem with giving to God. It doesn't because they have a. It's not a money problem. It's a love problem. I saw a shirt the other day. Got me all fired up. It said. It said. Live. Or love to live what you are doing. Or something like that. Live to love what you're doing. And when I saw it. I was like. That makes sense. If you love the money. If you love the things of the world. You'll do anything for the world. <laughs> but I love God. <laughs> and so I want to make sure that my life is being lived according to what I love. And so I don't have a problem with worshiping. I don't have a problem with giving. I, I don't have a problem with, 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 with praising and all that. Because why? I love Jesus. It's not that you don't love worship. It's because you're, you're finding love in some other place. And I'm telling you that I stand here to revive us as a church. I stand here because, because me, CJ Garcia, I love you, God. I'm here because I'm in awe of you. I'm here because of the very fact that I get to stand in your presence, oh God. And I'm in wonder. I'm in awe of you, oh God. Amazing. You're always doing 
something great. You are so powerful and mighty. And I love you. I wonder if somebody in this house would just begin to say, I'm here, God, not because of some idea that said I got to be here or I'm not here to ease my conscience, but I am here because I love you. I'm here because I love God. I'm here to worship Him. No matter how goofy I look to you, it doesn't matter to you because I love God. Is anybody else in wonder of God? Does anybody stand in awe of God? How can he heal the sick when no doctor can heal them? I know a God that can, and I don't know how, but I know that I love him. He, how can he take somebody like me, a wretch, somebody who used to curse his name, and turn him into a preacher, and let him preach the word of God? It's because I found a love for him that withstands nothing else. I love you. I love you, Jesus. Have we lost the wonder of God? Jesus said, You shall love the Lord thy God. The psalmist said in Psalms 33 and 8, Let all the earth fear the loss, that all the, all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. God wants to be a wonder. God wants us to be in wonder of him. For God is great, says the psalmist in 88 or 89, verse 7. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about Him. Fear doesn't mean that you're scared. It means that you are overwhelmed, overcome, and amazed by Him. You're in awe and wonder of Him. And God, we know this, God has many names. He is Jehovah Jireh, which means He will provide. Jehovah Nisi, Lord, He reign in victory. Jehovah Rapha, He heals. He's called Shepherd in Psalms 23. and He's got the name Elohim, and the Bible refers to Him as Father. In Revelation, it calls Him Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end, the first and the last, and His saving name. The name that we declare in baptism. The name that we declare when wanting to pray for the sick is the name of Jesus. And there is no other name that can save us. No other name that can heal us. So I must say because it is my duty that if you have not been baptized in that precious name of Jesus, then we can do it here today. If you're sick, we can pray for you in Jesus' name. And the Bible says you shall be healed. The name of Jesus is my strong tower for the righteous one in and they are saved. I can call upon the name of Jesus when I'm afraid and he shall be there. I can say the name of Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, it just comes out like a, a, a lovely sound outside of my Jesus. In Jesus' name. However, the prophet Isaiah was able to look into times of the future. And he said that there would be a baby 
that would be born. And he shall be called Counselor, right. the Mighty God, the Everlasting right. Father, Amen. and the Prince of Peace. But before he called him the Mighty God, before he called him the Counselor, before he ever called him the Prince of Peace, he said that his name, his first name, shall be called Wonderful. Before all other things, he would be called wonderful. God said, you want to know what the first thing is that you would know about me? Is that I'm wonderful. Hear me, the thing that we need to revive in this church today uh, is that Jesus is wonderful. When's the last time that you just wondered? God. Don't ever let me lose the wonder of who you are. Jesus, don't ever let this church lose the wonder and the awe of who you are. Never let us walk into this house in a nonchalant manner. But don't ever let me walk into this place and raise my hands and sing the songs out of mechanics. I want to stand here You are wonderful. Full. Full of wonder. Full of wonder. I wonder if some of you would stand right now and get back to the place of wonder. Get back to the place of awe. Get back to a place where a place where anything is possible. You can heal somebody today, Jesus. Deliver somebody today, Jesus. You can change our situation today, Jesus. I walked into this place and I got my donuts. I got my coffee. I got my everything. But Lord, I did not walk out here in mechanics, but I walked out here today in wonder of what you can do. Come on, I'm not talking to sinners. I'm not talking to people. Yes, I'm talking to the church of, of the living God. Have you lost your wonder? Have you lost your wonder? Have you said, hey, it's just going to be another Sunday. Oh, it's just going to be another Sunday. What can happen? Oh, but I stand in wonder of what you can do. I stand in this holy place in wonder of what you can do. You are wonderful. You are full of wonder. God, do something miraculous in your people right now. God, don't let this be another Sunday. Don't let the future Sundays be just another Sunday. But God, let me walk up in here with awe, with a sense of wonder of what you can do. Lord, let it never get past me that I forget that you can heal any disease, any problem, any situation. Let me never lose the love I have for you, oh God. 
Come on, church, sit together. Would you come to the front right now? I'm not asking for repentance right now. I know we could repent of our sins and God would forgive you. We should never forget that. But right now, I come in wonder. I come wondering what you have for me. I come wondering what God, what you designed this place to be. I come here, God, ignite the wonder I used to have when you first filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I knew that anything was possible. Come on, have you forgotten? Are you so far removed from the first time that God filled you with the Holy Ghost? And you remember walking into this place in dirty lives here. And God took away that sin and filled you up with joy. And you walked in the next Sunday and said, Man, I don't know what God's going to do, but I know He can do anything. Thank you. 